Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. For no logical reason, other than it is the anniversary of this particular event, here's John Chaney going after John Calipari. John Chaney, classic. Doing that's quality. It's quality entertainment. Oh my! John was in my league when I got there and then retired, which is probably just as well. Maybe he would have been coming after me too. I don't know. He was coaching at Chaney State. He was so good they named the school after him. Not really true, but uh, he was at Chaney State and then went from there to to, uh, to Temple. And the thing that's pretty cool is that he was he was. Uh, um, but he basically killing everybody. I mean, kicking their butts. He was great. Cheney State was ranked number one in the country. They were a Division two power. And when I when I got there, maybe it was nice because he was he'd left, and so everybody was just making nice. But the first coaches meeting we had, they invited him back, and he came just as a kind of you know uh, to wish him well. And they they seemed sincere. And I think part of it was they were proud that somebody would go from our little Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference to Temple, you know, which was was a pretty big job so um he was even though he was he was gruff if you will he was very very well liked by his compatriots although i don't think cal liked him very much that day <laughs> that was cal at umass in case you don't remember the the incident in question but uh, there you go the incident in question why did he lose his mind because i guess uh uh during the game i i guess cal was losing his mind at the officials and 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 
and Cheney thought that he kind of bullied them. And he was like, you know, I just got my butt blasted. He went down to West Virginia and they killed them. And he thought he got a bad officiating job there. And he was like, well, you know, welcome to the world. Everybody goes through this. What makes you think you're so special that, you know, you, I, I don't know. How am I supposed to know? Coaches are illogical. But that That's what I think was the gist of it. Um, so... Uh, that that's that's what I because because he it is weird in there he said you got a hell of a team you don't need to do that and I was like okay do uh, what <laughs> but I guess they were playing very physically and dirty and in his mind which is weird because I mean that's the one thing John's teams did they played remarkably remarkably physical you know kind of ahead of their time in that regard so uh, there's. Uh, there's that. Also, by the way, what is today? Today's February 11th, right? Uh, no, February 13th. 13th. Tuesday. Mardi Gras, baby. Yes. Well, I forgot to play this, so I'm playing it anyway, because it's 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 it was it was uh, it was exactly 60 six zero, 60 years ago. Uh, this uh, uh, four days ago, it was actually February 9th, and I meant to play it, and I forgot. It's the anniversary of this happening. That's, that's not history. That's not history. Stay with me. You know something very nice happened, and the Beatles got a great kick up. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Sorry. from Liverpool who call themselves the Beatles. Now tonight, you're going to twice be entertained by them. Right now, and again in the second half of our show, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Beatles, 60 years ago, Ed Sullivan. And the great thing about it, by the way, if, if you've never seen it, is uh, that's where they did the Letterman show. I don't know if they do, uh, I think they still do it for, um, um, what's his name show? Colbert. I think Colbert does his show from the same studio. But because really? it was the Ed I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called the Ed Sullivan Theater. They named it after him, obviously. He had done his TV show there for ages. And if you go by, it's a really cool video. Paul McCartney came back and was on Letterman's show. And uh, so they were reminiscing about what it was like to do the show with, with some interesting stories. I mean, everything, everything was so different then. TV was so different. It's black and white, this video. You can find this video on YouTube. And uh, then it's kind of reenact their last bit of musical uh, performing. The Beatles played on the rooftop of the Apple Records building in, in England. They played out on this, the awning that I think that, that overlooks the street. I don't know if it was the roof or the awning that is like the marquee that says Ed Sullivan Theater, but they played there and did the same thing they did in England, and it's a pretty cool video. I mean, it's it's not they, it's just him, obviously. It's him and his 
group. I don't think they go by wings anymore, just Paul McCartney. And uh, the sidewalks are just same thing has happened in England. It's massive. People are just going losing their minds. Very cool. So anyway, 60 years, 60 years ago. They uh, made their debut. So there you go. That's your We Want to Know Wednesday on a Tuesday because I won't be here tomorrow. So we get, we've given you giving you information. Here's some more. Here's something else you all probably know already. I would think you all do that. Um, Sky Clark broke a rib in the game against Georgia Tech, and so I, I'm. He's not going to play tonight. I'm sure. I'm 99% sure of that. My, my my understanding is it's like a cracked rib, and if you can endure the pain, you can play. It's not much of a risk that you're going to exacerbate it. But I mean, you know, anybody who's had a broken rib, <clears throat> excuse me, you can't you can't breathe, you can't cough, you can't do anything. So I just I can't fathom he's going to play. So just when they seem like they got a little momentum going, they get another uh, wrench thrown in the in the in the mix here. So. So we'll see how they do. My guess is, you know, it means that, which is fine, as long as Tyler doesn't lose his mind. I mean, Tyler, this ball should be in his hands almost the whole damn game. Um, and then, you know, that, so it'll be a rotation of him and, and, and Trey and, and Mike White, Mike uh, James and uh, and uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. And um, and if, if, he, if Glenn can keep playing like he's playing, yowza. That would be spectacular. And then, of course, Curtis Williams and, I don't know, maybe maybe his son. Um, am I forgetting anybody? And and, and uh, uh, a core four. That's about who they're kind of down to. That's, uh, it's going to be – let's hope there's no foul trouble. Let's hope they're not fouling. Could be playing with four again like they had to do that one game. Boy, those were dark days. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. So – We'll see where they go. These are important games. I know that there's some people that are still there's, there's, the, the camps have become even more splintered. Have they not? Or am I wrong? I mean, the, the camps were kind of he's got to go, he's got to go, he's got to go. Or up until, you know, when things really got ugly this year, no, no, he deserves more time, he deserves more time. And then uh, clearly, you know, that camp dwindled because they were looking so bad. And then the people who were, he's got to go, he's got to go, he's got to go, got even more strident. And I would say, you know, they they had more numbers and they had more emotion. And it was kind of a fait accompli. Now, now it's like different groups. They're like splinter groups within the group. Like there are some people that think he's going to go or should go that are still in that he's got to go. I don't care. He's got to go. He's got to go. I don't want to hear it. I want to put hands over yours. Ah, la, 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 la. Don't talk to me. And then there's that other group that's like, well, it's they're definitely better. Um, and, I, you know, and I'm watching with interest now, but I still think it may be too much to overcome. So, you know, he's probably got to go. And then there's a third group that almost disappeared, which was the middle group which was, eh, I'm still waiting here. I still want to see what's going to go on here. And that, that group pisses the first group off immensely. How could you say that? <laughs> He's got to go. <laughs> get, get the moving van. Back it up. So they don't, I'm just, I'm reporting. I'm not preaching, just reporting. They're, that group definitely, I'm sure it always existed a little bit, but it was an almost insignificant group. Now it's, hmm, let's see what's going on here. And then there's the group that, you know, has 
added some more members now that gone back to, yeah, you know what? I could live with this. And if this continues, I could see another year. So that group is still, I think, small. But that fence-sitting group is bigger. And um, we got to see where it goes from here. And games like this are very important. It's a road game, a road conference win, which would be significant against a team that's, you know, the schedule is really front-loaded for them. So you could say, well, that's my whole point. So they're beating the bad teams. Yeah, but they weren't beating anybody before. I mean, you know, to get to the middle of the pack would be quite a leap up from where they were. Oh, that's what you talk about setting a low bar. I'm not setting a bar. I'm not saying that's the ceiling. I'm not saying that's as good as they should be. I'm just saying for you to dismiss it as insignificant is not um, not much reality to that. There just isn't. Which leads to the other guy who they're pissing him on it about now, too. It's unbelievable. It really is how uh, uh, um, um, cavalierly people just want guys to lose their jobs i mean kyle tucker pretty much if not out and out calling for it he, he pretty much is isn't he every time he writes a column with well who, who should be the next coach i mean what does that tell you i don't think he's he's got inside information that cal's thinking of retiring i think he's suggesting that he's got to go which i don't i with that contract i don't see that and um and and, and i think matt jones i think is um he i think i think cal cut him off from his inside network of information and I think that that's pissed Matt off. And so nothing, you know, there is no hell worse than a woman scorned or whatever. The Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Well, hell hath no fury. Second second on that list is of a, um, a source drying up for a, a person in the media. <laughs> so that's, again, don't know. I have no first name. I'm just, I'm doing what you're doing. We're just, we're just talking here. We're just some guys talking on the radio. I don't know that for a fact, uh, but I think that could have something to do with it. Um, so we'll see. The, the question that you have is, and and, I, and it's the same thing with Kenny. There's two. There's two. There there are there are the same challenges for different reasons. I mean, Cal's still winning a million games, but they people are saying, how with how could the amount of talent they're getting can they not be winning more than they're winning? And Louisville's not winning at all to have a winning record. Um, but they're 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 two parts of the they're two sides to the same coin basically which is the challenges that you face and and those challenges are their its own coin with two sides one is the is the the fiscal the 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 monetary one and the other is the philosophical one i mean i don't know i don't i don't know what either of the guys money situation would be to move on how much you'd owe them how much it would cost to get somebody else i don't know all those things i don't know how much money louisville's losing by the amount of people not showing up uh, like they used to i don't know any of those things um i don't know what, what kentucky's funny i don't think people aren't showing up certainly looks like they're still going out in, in numbers but um um, you know, I, I don't know that part of it, but that's that is a part of it. Though anybody who it's easy for us, you know, I always say we're living in stratomatic world. Stratomatic's this table sports game where you can, you know, move players from team to team, do whatever you want with them. There's no, they're not people. They're just little cards. Well, these are not cards. These are people, and they get real money, <laughs> and they get real salaries, and they get real budgets that have to be but have to be balanced. So there's that. And then the other side is who are you going to get? I I, I understand it. It's 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 fun in a way. It's much as it has a certain morbidity to it uh the the uh 
the thought of it's like I told you it's like the giant oh the giant coach mail order catalogs come <laughs> let's see oh goodness oh wow this one looks like a good one oh that one's a shiny one over here that one's a little old but I don't know that's guy I like the decor there I mean that's kind of what people do and so they're doing the same thing now at least Kyle Tucker is for, for I've seen him talking about it with the UK and Scott Drew and others and I, you know, you and I have no idea if any of these people are remotely interested. And again, then it goes back to the other side of the coin. Even if they are interested, can you pay them? Can you afford it? Can you afford that and buying out the, the current person? So most of the time, it's just a diversion. Sorry to say. Now, in, in, in Louisville's case, that is one thing that may be a, a difference at a significant difference. And that is when push comes to shove. Fans are the customers. I mean, and and so college sports is no different than any other business. And the customers speak with their wallets. And and so if the attendance is so down that it's so much impacting the bottom line, then then you have to say, well, listen, we just have to go for it. I don't think Kentucky's not. I I didn't. I haven't gone to a game there, but uh, they're they're not having trouble getting people coming, right? Aren't they still packing it? They're just pissed off people, but they're still. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything about attendance issues. No, so that that may be a a little different. You may look at it from a bottom line standpoint, and one guy may say, "No, you know what? We're sad. We we should do. We'd like to be doing better, but financially, everything's hunky dory." And on the other side, you could be saying, "Well, they are. You know, it's kind of weird. We are doing better, but gosh, we just can't afford to keep going like this." And um, so I don't know. You know, I was thinking about Cal's. I hate to use the word problems, but let's call it that just to make it simple, because we should all have such problems. But um, here's what I really think it is, is when, when the rest of the world, he's, he was, he's a very smart guy. I think you guys know that. He was an honor student when he went to college. He graduated with honors. He's a very bright guy. And I think that he was bright enough to understand how to push the envelope. Some might say went over the line on occasion, not for not, not the topic for the show today, but um, I, I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to do a veiled suggestion. I think he did. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that's not why I bring it up. I bring it up just as, as an example that I think he was smart enough to say, all right, I'm going to try and do it a different way. I'm going to do it this way. And it, it was very different than the way people had been doing things. And it ir- irritated some people. And then eventually, though, more often than not, they came around to realize he was right. And the perfect example is Mike Krzyzewski, who was so upset about the one and duns and whining and moaning about it. It's terrible. But then who became the leader in the one and duns? Duke. But the question is now, since that kind of opened the can of worms about player mobility, because players just passed through college. Well, then it came to the point where why did that only have to be high school kids? You know, why can't it be kids that are already in school if they want to come and go? And it opened up the transfer portal. And I don't think he was ahead of the curve anymore. And I don't know for sure that he was comfortable in trying to figure out what he was going to do. And so, he, yeah, he still he's always had the ability to attract talent, but he's not attracting talent that is exclusive to him, which it was for a long time. So they have good talent, but um, I think he's getting frustrated because not only is it not – just his his own private domain, maybe his and Duke's to split up the the very richest talent out there, but the kids are coached differently. And for the people who want to say he's not a good coach, he's a, he's a good coach. He's a fine coach. So that's don't don't waste your time with that. I've been to their practices. I watch their game plans. I watch what they're doing. What they're doing makes sense. But the, but the fact of the matter is, 
you know, there's there's that little gap between when you say it and when they hear it, and then it gets actualized onto the floor, and the new breed of players don't react like the old ones did. And I don't think he is. I think he's having a hard time getting his head around that. And I don't know how to. I mean, I don't know how to do that either because I don't care. I imagine. I don't know. I have talked to Scotty. Because he, you know, he was at Division Two before they made the move to the A Sun. I, it probably permeates down every level of basketball. I, I would. I would bet it does. The, the 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 mindset of the players is completely different than it was even twenty years, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. And so I don't know that he has really embraced that and i'm not sure he wants to to be honest with you i mean you're in the hall of fame you don't come in and say all right well now let me change everything i do because uh, the the modern player has a different way of looking at the world i mean i it's but i mean i think you also have to be smart enough to adapt i mean the game has become an offensive game and they now are an offensive team i mean for years when people whined that they don't shoot threes they don't shoot threes my god now they fired up there and good for him. I mean, that's the way that I, you don't have to like it. I don't, I'm not saying I don't like it, but I don't have to like it either. But that's what's going on. And either you, you do, you know, you either get in the parade or you sit on the sideline and, and just watch. And if you want to get in the parade, you better, you better be an offensive team. No question about that. Um, what's on your, what's, oh, the, the bean pot, by the way, last night, Nick, you, for the, for you only. And then they, even the people who like hockey aren't going to give a rat's ass about this. But they they played the finals of the Beanpot. On the first two Mondays in February, they have this hockey tournament here that is about as hard a ticket as the Masters ticket. Um, They play the same four teams every year, Boston College, Boston University, Harvard, and Northeastern. They change the first-round matchups. They play a doubleheader on the first Monday, and then they play another doubleheader on the next Monday because they play a third-place game. And uh, Boston College was ranked number one in the country. It was their turn this year to play Boston University. Bad matchup for them, unfortunately, because BU's third in the country, and BU beat them. Harvard played Northeastern, and Northeastern upset them. Northeastern came in with the most modest resume, I think, of any of them. And then last night, in overtime, how dramatic must that have been? Northeastern scored a goal and won. So Northeastern, which is a big deal for them. They probably won, again, you always wonder about motivation, because they're about 500. They're they're not going to the NCAA tournament. BU and BC are definitely going to the tournament. So while they wanted to win this thing, because it is a big deal up here. Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure it was not, you know, a high priority, whereas Northeastern's like, hey, we can salvage our season with this. They were the defending champions, and they won. And then Harvard uh, lost to Boston College 5 nothing in the consolation game. So uh, the arena where we're playing the game tonight, by the way, is the same arena that BC uses for their hockey team, which means it'll be chilly, but it also is, in all fairness, a pretty nice arena largely because of hockey. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but it's like they let the basketball team use it on the nights they're not playing. <laughs> but it's it's a hockey arena. It's uh, but it's nice, though. It's a nice little the Conti Forum, I think it's called. It's not, not super big. It's just the, the right size, but they won't. I don't know how many people they'll have. They don't usually draw unless they're really good. And they haven't been really good in a long, long time. When the last time they were good? When Al Skinner was here, probably? And that is a long time ago. He was, I'm looking uh, this up. According to Al, this, Al Skinner had some good teams. I, I covered his team in the NCAA tournament. I know that. Um, the Bean Pot, BU's won it the most, winning it thirty times. This is the last fifty-eight years. Um, BC's won it twenty times. Harvard's won it eleven, and Northeastern's won it eight. 
Yeah, and now they won it the last two years. So uh, that's great. I, I always think about wouldn't that be so cool? They used to do a thing in the ACC called the Big Four tournament, which was North Carolina, NC State, uh, Duke, and Wake Forest. And it was a tournament. They played two games, and then they came back the next night, and they played a consolation game and a championship game. And then the team said, we're tired of this because we play each other then, and then we play each other. It was a double round robin, remember, back in the day. So they played double round robin in the regular season. That meant you could play a team three times. And then there was the ACC tournament. They were like, we could play these guys four times. And coaches no longer want to, you know, God forbid anybody walks out without a win. You can't send somebody home own two. So that's why you see a lot of these events, like even the Champions classic as great as it is there's no final and third place game because somebody has to go home alone too and nobody wants to run that risk and i think it's a shame um you know what but that's the way of instant you know re- response because you're not getting eliminated i don't care what you do in in november if you lose go zero two against in a good quality power five power six competition but they don't want to do it because nobody wants to go home with two losses so it's a shame because those things are fun in in season tournaments are good then they, they should be celebrated and um you know if you go to louisville's press guide they have a page of all the in season tournaments they won you see how few there have been in recent years um so um i think that how great would that be like if it were louisville kentucky Indiana, Indiana, yeah, and then I don't and, know, Western, Cincinnati, maybe. Yeah, Cincy, Western. I don't know. It could be any one of those teams. Could be, uh, yeah, could be, could be Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee, the border, oh, be, border rivalry. That'd be I mean, wild. How great would that be? I mean, you could, you know, and uh, two games, and then the the, uh, the next night you play um, the finals and, and the third place game. That'd, that'd be spectacular, but never going to happen. I mean, but we can, that's where Stratomatic comes in. You can, I can do it on my tabletop <laughs> because, but that's what the hockey of course is not spoiled yet by huge amounts of money because they're just, they're just, uh, this is a big deal that they get. They sell out the TD American garden, which is where the Celtics play and the Bruins play. So it's a big, it's a big deal up here and the rest of the country doesn't pay much attention to it, but it's, uh, it's a great event. I mean, I, 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 I hope the bean pot never goes away. That make me sad. Yeah, well, it, as long as that hockey doesn't get too rich, if it starts, if there's a lot of money, it starts getting involved, then it'll piss somebody off, and they'll say, "I can't do." It. Uh, look at the the Big Five. It's a great example. The Big Five is a is a college basketball institution, which is in Philadelphia. It's an informal, you know, it's not really a league per se. They don't get an automatic bid to the NCAA or something. But it's Villanova, St. Joe's, Temple, LaSalle, and uh, who am I forgetting? Penn. Those five teams. And um, they, Villanova got a little too big for their britches. As much as I love Jay Wright and Josh Hurd, if you're listening, sorry. But, I mean, they thought they had kind of outgrown the Big Five because they were playing in the Big East. They were playing for national championships. The other teams had kind of leveled off in a, to mid-majors, by and large. Penn has always been in the Ivy League. And so, and they wanted to play every game. Every game used to be played in the Palestra, which is a spectacular place to play. It also happens to be Penn's home court. And so, you know, Villanova led the charge. Hey, why is that? Why do we have to play all the games there? And we want to play some in our place. And and, and that's that opened up the can of worms for pissing and moaning. And I think it still exists, but not. They don't play all the games at the Palestra. And there's all sorts of conditions now involved. And they had to, you know, 
to cater to the, the, the powers that be, and that was because a lot of money was involved. When Villanova started playing some of their games, they got a new arena on their campus, and they played some where the Sixers play. Why should they give up all those gate receipts? Why should they have to share them when go playing in a, like a quasi-neutral site? So, you know, that's the way it's unfortunately. Money. Always follow the money. And, yeah. Uh, but but that was a great what a great history they had too. My God, um, Pluster is a hard to describe until you've been in it. It's not really a gym, but it's not really an arena. It's kind of a mix, and it's old but beautifully old and packed. And there's a million personalities that came down the pike there through the years. Even I'm not even from Philly, but I heard about them all. And and uh, when I finally got to go see a game in the Pluster, I was thrilled. It's 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 a it's a, if you like college basketball, you should see a game there. It's very cool, very cool building. By the way, you, we all know how much. I, this is one time, Nick, when you are would would you know like me to be doing a video aspect of the show because literally if I get a running start and leap out the window of my hotel room, I will be on the, I will be on the train tracks. Really? (laughs) Oh yeah. So as much as I love trains and I do love trains, I was going to say, I was like, that sounds like, yeah, I don't know that I need them coming by under the window every, you know, 30 minutes at three o'clock in the morning. Just I guess it's there. Sub, their version of the subway, their commuter rail. I don't think it's freight trains. And they're popping on through here all night long. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, I actually punched a couple of passengers' tickets as they went through. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it for you. No problem. Uh, it's it's right there. I mean, literally right there. <laughs> so, um, anyway. I, lo- I lo- Now it's nice. In fact, I'm going to open the curtain at the commercial break so when they go by, I can see them. But uh, didn't really need them. All night long, as uh, who does that song? All night long. Oh, Lionel Richie. Right Lionel there. Richie, man. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Back when, like, you could do that thing where instead of like a dial tone, you could have a uh, song played. Yeah. My boy Potter always had Lionel Richie all night long, so it was so much fun calling him because I really enjoyed that song. It's a good song. <laughs> so like, it would be like it was like the commercial when someone answered. They're like, "Oh, you answered the phone." Like I would actually use the line from the commercial. Be like, "Oh, you answered the phone." You know, some jamming to a little Lionel Richie. You know, oh no. By the way, that's, th- that's definitely the rejoin for today. Unless we yeah. have a musical theme. No, no, no. That I was going to say. Next time you come back, you can do that. Uh, real quickly here, uh, this was an article uh, that is just one of many people that uh, did this. But this was the uh, – I thought it was a cr- pretty credible uh, uh, list here. The top five commercials from this year's Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Wait, what, what should I – well, but that reminds me. Sorry, I got very excited there. Uh, Tanner has a good trivia question. That could be a stoplight uh, challenge for you. I've already seen the answer, so I can't participate. But um, should this be? Let's do it. Let's do it stoplight challenge style with this. I'm going to say the top five commercials were the Dunkin' Donuts one. That was now. Now I'm going to give you a disclaimer here. Let me do it real fast. This the list that I looked at, which I'm trying to find and I can't find it now, but I remember what they all were. Uh, but now I have found another one, and I will tell you uh, the 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 Dunkin' Donuts one was definitely on the first list, but it is not in this one. 
Okay, it was on the first list, and this is just like the top like rated ones, the ones top before. five. Yes, they just they graded them the five best commercials. So I don't know how Duncan was but. on the first list, but it wasn't on this list. Right, there's only one commercial on here that has been that was on both of them. Surprisingly, hmm. I have to think because uh, a couple of them I forgot. Um, the Kawasaki mullet commercial that wasn't on either one. Uh, I enjoyed that one. That was one of my favorites. Um, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to remember what some of the commercials were. The Paramount commercial. That was on the first list, not on this one. Damn. Um, I'm trying to, I can't. Like that's the thing. I can't remember any of the commercials this year. Um, it, the Jesus commercials. That wasn't on either of them. Um, let's see here. The t- the five Timu ads. <laughs> No, that was not either. Temu. Now you got to say Temu. Oh yeah, Temu. Bad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you actually have to say it. Temu. Oh. The Tina Fey one. That was on the second list. That was the that was their favorite commercial on the second list. Uh, I see. I only caught like the end of that one. Uh, I was getting a slider in the kitchen. Um, Oh, the uh, the Chapa, the uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one. That was the only one that was on both lists. Okay, yeah, that one was pretty the good. The first guy, the guy on the first list, made that his favorite commercial. Yeah, that one was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were. See, it, like uh, the, some of the big time ones, there wasn't like a Bud Light commercial that I remember. And I, there wasn't a Doritos commercial that I remember. And those guys were staples. Every year, they would have something. And, and they didn't. And it was it was like those two and GoDaddy were always the ones that you could rely on. But they th- there wasn't any of that this year. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. I'm trying to, I'm trying right, to remember well, what some of them this, were. This one agency... Actually, I take mis- misspoke. This commercial was on both lists also. Uh, on the first list, it was not listed as the favorite, but it was on this one. The uh, uh, CeraVe, Michael... Uh, is that how he says his name? Michael Cera. Michael Cera. Yeah. yeah. Well, CeraVe is the product. Yeah. The skincare brand CeraVe. And he's 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 trying to climb a mountain, and his fingers hands slip because of the grease. And right. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great, but um, that's that's that was the number one on this list. It was on the other guy's list too. On this list, the um, oh no, I misspoke. I'm sorry. I'm, I you know I didn't because they listed them by their agency. That's why. So I didn't understand. So they both had the Duncan commercial too. They yeah. thought that was Duncan one. Was, that, that was great. That was really that great. was very funny. My God, they had so many people pop into that thing oh, in such a Jack short period Carlo, of time. Ben Affleck, Tom Brady, Matt Damon, Jennifer Lopez, Fat Joe. Yeah, no, yep. you had you had a who's who there. That was pretty good. This one was um, uh, on the list on this list, not on the other one. It was the Tina Fey one. About Tina Fey, with I've um, heard a lot of people mention that one. Yeah, and I, I I missed it. Like I said, I was I was in the kitchen. I missed that one. I forgot I, I what it was for. And that awful couldn't have been that good an ad because it, it, I can't even remember what it okay, was for. Okay, that makes me feel better. Like if you actually saw the ad and you can't remember what it was for, because I remember I, I came remember. in and I was like, oh, Tina Fey, cool. Like, but I I, I completely missed it. This on this list, not on the other list, was the one with Beyonce. With the Beyonce breaks the internet, but can she break Verizon? That was yeah. that was clever. That one was good. That yeah, Beyonce I forgot about that AI, Barbay, 
Botus. It was pretty funny. That was pretty good. That was okay. Yeah, that, that, that the one was on solid. this list, but not on the first list, was Google's Javier in Frame. Touching Super Bowl ads with Javier in Frame. Uh, a moving story, a family story for those who love heartwarming Super Bowl stories. That's. Uh, I sadly don't remember that one. I would, you know what I would put? I would put the uh, NFL Africa commercial up there. That was pretty good. You never asked. For many people with blindness or low vision, there hasn't always been an easy way I to capture daily life. This is the one they're alluding to. One face cropped. Move your phone down. One face in frame. Pull for photo. Dinner for one. Hello. One face and one head in frame. Look who's here. Two faces in frame. Yeah, you know what? In oh, hindsight, yeah. watching it again, it's the guy's visually impaired, and now he can take pictures. Yeah, because they okay. Have software that tells him two I, faces in frame. That one was face. that was one yeah. that I I was watching, but when you're with a party and yeah, that's same with me. I with, I was like, I what is this about? I don't understand. Yeah, what this I was is. like, I, I guess the guy can't see. Like, I, like he's got I, visibly I didn't impaired. Yeah, he's yeah. directed by blind filmmaker Adam Morse. Oh, okay, so that's, that's cool. That makes the it guy even made cooler. The, made the commercial was blind. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. All right, yeah. Had I known what was going on in that one, uh, yeah, I would have put that on my list. That's very clever, heartwarming. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. This was pretty funny. This is on the second list, not the first list. I think it. I actually laughed at this. I. You know what? This was pretty good. Let me see if I can cue it up for you and uh, see if you you'll you'll recognize it. Here we go. Only making a few of them. Do you know that what one that is? Oh yeah, yeah. That one was good. That one was he, good. You missed the beginning, of which is making a big change to Reese's peanut butter cups. And the people in the living room they lose their mind. They throw yeah. the table over. Yeah. The guy dives out the window. Adding a delicious layer of caramel. Now they're happy again. Yeah, he's, he's plastered the wall. But we're only making a few of them. <laughs> the lady dives <laughs> through the table. It's pretty good. Million. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was good. So that was a good one. That wasn't on the second list, though. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That one That one probably would have rounded out my top five. That one, yeah, yeah that, that one was good. pretty good. And, and the one that I liked, though, was the one that did, didn't get mentioned on either list, was the, the NFL Africa one. I thought that yeah, was that, really good. I, that I, was I a got really a little teary-eyed one. at that. Yeah, that one was really good. Uh, I would have so put bad. the Paramount one up there, but but it got it got spoiled for me. Like, you know, we like Why? it got released. Well, it got released beforehand. Oh, and oh. Phil showed it to me, and I'm happy he did because you know it was funny as hell. But then, I, I'm sorry, you lose a, you lose a little bit of points. As good as the uh, ad is, and it's a great ad, and I hope it, it, it keeps playing after you know the Super Bowl and everything, and they get some run out of that. But um, yeah, like when, when, when you when you tease or you leak the ad beforehand, there's something about the spontaneity of it being on uh, you know Super Bowl Sunday it, it, it adds to it it definitely adds for to what it. it's worth the last list the second list is actually from the people in the business it's from a, a publication called Ad Age and so this is this is what they do for a living and they thought it was Reese's the Javier and Frame uh, Verizon Can't Be Broken the Duncan the Dunk Kings and then uh, CeraVe which is interesting they didn't put the um, uh, um, 
State Farm like a good neighbor on their list at all. I, so Maybe, I, must uh, had, I must have had three lists because I said I, that was on two of the lists I looked at. So you know what it means? Nobody can make a real consensus about any of these so, other than I think the Duncan ad was on all of them. So, But you got that kind of star power in that commercial. That probably would be on all of them, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, the Duncan one was pretty good. It was funny. Matt, Matt Damon made that commercial. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so yeah, sorry. How about that those was donuts? Funny. I know, though, that was funny when he says, like, remember when I said I'd do anything for you? This counts as anything. Ben Affleck's relaxed. They're naked, naming a drink after us. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. Jack Harlow, All right, we'll take- I don't think you should do this. <laughs> what are we doing... Um- when is our guests? When uh, are our Paulie guests? B is right now. So we're going to take a break, and I'm going to give him a call. All right. We'll talk to him next. Thank you for being with us. We're in Boston, by the way, if you're wondering why I'm looking at train tracks out the window. Nine, nine o'clock game. I don't know if we're going to get out of here. I really don't because they have hit the forecast right on the head so far. They said it was going to start snowing at 10 a.m., and it was as if somebody flipped a switch, and it's supposed to snow all day. And um, by the time we get out of the game, 9 o'clock game, it's going to be like midnight. I don't know what the airport's going to be like. We don't fly out of the big commercial airport, Logan. We're in a small airport. Um, So I don't know. I'm not sure we'll make it home for Valentine's Day. But... um, if you have gifts for us, we'll just leave them at the station. We'll get them when we get in. So <laughs> that's probably illegal. Probably not, probably not allowed to say that either. Uh, is that peyote? All right, we'll, I think we just did peyote. Yeah, it probably is peyote. All right, we'll come back. ESPN 680-1057. Miss anything from your favorite ESPN Louisville show? Check out the podcast center on the brand new ESPN Louisville smartphone app or on iTunes and SoundCloud. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. A, a, a Big League Haircuts uh, V Stakes today. Could work that into the course of the proceedings. So we'll see. We're here in Boston. I don't know if they have. Do they still have thoroughbred racing in Boston? They used to have a track called Suffolk Downs. I don't know if they still do even. Oops. Pull all the equipment off the table. We don't want to do that. Just caught it in time. Very exciting. Oh, very good, exciting. Good for you because for the last like hour and a half, the inanimate objects have been rat. They've been trying. They've been trying. Thank to you. Get me. They have been trying to. Yes, get me. they have. Right. Like I, I, you, just you buy into my theory. Every now and again, like case in point, um, I'm ending the Maven show. Middays with okay. Marcus Maven, and I have my headphones. On like like hanging, like on, on the microphone. Okay. I pot the music down. Right. As I pot the music down, I don't know if I bumped the microphone or what, but the headphones fell off. Okay, whatever. They fall on the one button on the board, and it completely screws up my last commercial break that I have in the thing. So I'm scrambling around trying to fix it. If it fell... The headphone had to fall exactly in the yep. thing in in the square smaller than a Starburst candy for it to screw everything up and sure enough it did. And then I go downstairs, I'm trying to get my medicine and the pills go everywhere. Yep. And then oh, yeah. I it's just it's just one of those things like I can just tell I like 
I drop my car keys. I come up here. I'm, I'm putting a spot in the commercial break. My finger slips and, 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 and the mouse clicks something. Like, I mean, all these things. And you could be like, well, that's on you. You know, operator error. Fine. But, like, you can have an operator error and, you know, my hand could slip and the mouse could just click. That's fine. But the mouse had to be on an icon that completely screwed up, you know, the yep. start of no. the show. Ap- like, you are preaching to the choir, my friend. I'm telling you. I don't know if it's a new moon or what the hell's going on. But for the last, like, hour, two hours or so, the inanimate objects have been plotting to get me. No, I, I you know, anybody doesn't buy into this, I'm sorry for you. I can't help you. But I can tell when I'm – it's one of those days because things happen. It, it can't possibly be that they don't have minds of their own. For example, you can drop something. Like, I understand – Somebody said to you, well, you dropped the headset. You knocked it down. Fine. I dropped the, 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 the whatever it may be, the only pen I had. Fine. I, I dropped it. Okay. But if it just fell to the floor, you pick it up. Or if it fell and it rolled away from you, okay, you got to take a couple steps. But it rolls always. If there are four ways it could roll, it when, when they've decided to gang up on you, it always will roll in the one direction that puts it in the most inaccessible place. And to make it worse, by the way, when they're really good, and I tip my hat to them when they do this, the inanimate objects, it can't just be like where you just write it off. Like, you could be mad. You could drop it. I don't know. It rolled, that rolled down a sewer grate. You'd say, oh, well, that's gone. No, no. You could see it, and it's just out of your reach. Right. You just, you just can't so get it. Or you try and get it, and you, you like you're strained so far, you hurt your shoulder. Or now you, you got to go get something to. And then it gets good because if they can team up, then I'm really impressed. Like you say, okay, I'll go get a stick, and then you go try and get a stick to get it. When you stick it under there, the stick breaks off, and now you got a stick oh, under yeah. there as well as the pen. So now it, that's that's just I, I no longer get annoyed by it. I just marvel at it. I just I tip my hat. Sometimes I'll say, nice try like that. They were trying to fall off the desk there, but I caught them, and it was a good effort on all of their parts. Because if only one of them had fallen off, like for me to do the show on the road, I need a phone, three cables, a head, pair of headphones, and a thing called an eye rig. Now, if one of those had slid to the end, it's a no big deal. You take and you just you know, push it back on. But it was like one of them gave the signal, okay, guys, make a run for it. And they all went over the side. That was so I was impressed, but I managed to get my hand under it and put them all back on the table. But I don't I didn't get mad. I just marveled at it. I was very impressed. My favorite, so. one of my all time favorites, one two punches, is when you open a fridge and something falls out. Oh yeah. And then it of course it has to fall out and explode on the floor. Like, or, you know, well, or if it's frozen, it lands on your toe. Yeah, that's oh, also yeah, that's exciting. A good one. And then while you bend down to clean the mess, some of it has to go under the fridge. Oh, yeah. And then while you're cleaning that, you finish cleaning it. And as you stand up, you either hit your head on the open <laughs> freezer door or your fat ass clips the side of the fridge that's still open. And it knocks something off one of the shelves and or my favorite breaks the shelf. That's when it's just a hat trick and you just yeah. have to like applaud. And you're like, I don't know what I did to piss off this refrigerator. But then you insult it. Your mom was an icebox. You slam it closed and you get pissed off. Yeah. And, no, yeah. I, I can't. I can't even argue with you on any of those things. You, and you can tell when you're about to have one of those days. And uh, it just it starts like you try and get to, into the car and something falls between the seat. That's always a great one. The between oh, yeah. the seat one is always good. So that that's good. Yeah. So. Uh, 
uh, I didn't. I have not been having that kind of day. But the fact that everything tried to jump off the desk, I think they were in communication with your guys, and yeah. they were like, "Hey, listen, do me a favor here. Could you guys just jump off there? Maybe somewhere right around. Just when we're about to get a guest, see if you can all leap down." No, uh, I, that I, should, I, I that believe knock us off the there's a demigod of inconvenience. I've said this, <laughs> and and when and you know what? It's it's a blessing when he shows up because that means the bigger picture stuff is is okay. Right. Like, so, so, so you know, he he's sort of. It's one of those things. He's a little magnanimous, I guess, in that way. Like, you know, he's like, "Hey, look, I'm here. You just deal with me. Like, things are okay for you, but you, but I got to keep you honest. That's the thing. Things can't get too good for you because you're going to get a big head and you are C-section. Your head can't get much bigger. So I got. I just got to come here and get my pound of flesh. Let's just do this thing. But I've told this before. The, the the great god of uh, the great demigod of, of mild inconvenience needs his pound of flesh so the game you have to figure out is how to give him his pound of flesh and protect things that are more important case in point what do i mean if you're at a stoplight and you're running late and you go holy crap i've hit three of these stoplights in a row hey that's just the great god demigod of inconvenience trying to get his pound of flesh so what you have to do is you have to start doing something while you're at the stoplight and the stoplight will change because so drive responsibly but say you're at a stoplight start sending a very important text get halfway through the text and the light's going to change because now you can't finish the text and you don't want to accidentally send it because then you've sent the very important half written text to your boss to your girlfriend to something the the great demigod of mild inconvenience gets his pound of flesh but your light changes so then you're not late to your thing. I mean, I, I'm telling you. Okay. No, I've been on this. I think you can write a whole book about this to be candid with you. So you have to figure out things that you know, you have to you have to play the game. You have to give the demigod of mild inconvenience his pound of flesh, but you have to weigh it up. And I'm telling you, the car thing is one of the first things I realized. Anytime I'm running late, say I have to change my shoes or I need to change or something, I start getting dressed because then I'm I'm tangled up in a shirt halfway and the light changes. He gets his pound of flesh because now I'm driving and I'm uncomfortable and everything like that. But damn it, the light changed and I'm not and I probably don't. I probably won't hit another light along the way because what do I need at that point? A stoplight to get my shirt on. But no. So I'm telling you, there's uh, like I've, I've, I've learned to at least play that pattern. Yeah, well, good for you. Uh, we're at the top of the hour. Why don't you take your break, and then we'll get Paul on. If you've not seen this video, though, um, um, this is pretty funny. I'm always a, I'm always a big um, appreciator of creativity, if you've not seen this. The headline is, Attention, Ballerinas Are Boarding. And it's a dance troupe. They're ballerinas. And you know in the airports, they have the lines that zigzag back and forth like Disney, you know, to make it so. Right. Yeah. Well, they're at the back where you first come in, and now they're winding their way through. And there are probably about, I don't know, two dozen of them. And they're doing all their ballet steps going through. They're doing leaps, and it's it's they're all doing it. It's really good. It's very, very funny. Very, very good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know who came up with it, but... To, uh, tip of the hat to you guys. Swans have a flight back to the lake, is what the caption is. A so couple of texts out. coming in. Uh, Brian okay. Blank enjoyed the talk of the palestra. Oh, okay, good. Um, old Rodney Dangerfield joke, this texter says, got up this morning, put on my shirt, the button fell off, picked up my briefcase, the handle fell off. Now I'm scared yeah. to go to the bathroom. Bathroom, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, very good. Texter says very I good. can drop the remote in my bedroom and it will end up in Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. How about I had one last night? Unbelievable. I I um I took my shoes off, which you do in a hotel room, and then I had to go to the lobby, so I went to get my shoes, and I look on the floor and there's one shoe. And I kid you not, it took me five minutes to find the other shoe. And I only made it worse because evidently it had kind of gotten pressed right up against the leg of the table. Black shoe, black leg. I didn't see it in in my haste. I mean, I didn't know. I was looking all around the room. Then I thought, well, maybe it's under the table. So when I moved it, I pushed the shoe with the table. <laughs> and so now I had no idea what the hell it was. So then I finally, it, it won me over. I had to get down. I didn't have to get all the way on my knees because that's when you know they won, when you have to get on your hands and knees. But I did a good crouch. And I looked and I, oh, there it is under the table. And so that that was more like a little prank. That was not really, a, they hadn't fully committed to pissing me off. So, uh, but I'm amazed. Yeah, but you drop your, that's a great one. You drop the, uh, or ever play a game and the dice goes off the table? Forget oh, about that. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's I mean, always you might a classic as well, one. You might as well just bring the game back to the toy store and try and get a refund. I have another, uh, I have another instance of appeasing the demigod of mild inconvenience. Okay. Have you ever done this one before? You have your stuff that you're, you're leaving. You have, whether it be your wallet, um, your cell phone, your lunch. And then you can't find your car keys, and you place some. You, you place one of them on a shelf and go find the car keys, and then you leave and you left that thing on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? Like like if you if you like you're walking out the door and you can't find your car keys and your cell phone's in your hand, and you right. put the cell phone on a shelf and then you look around and you'll find your car keys, but then you'll leave the cell phone. Yeah, you forgot where you put the cell phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to do that. Typically, you do your lunch because then. I mean, worst case, worst case scenario, you have to buy lunch or something like that. Hopefully, you'll remember to pick it up and maybe you have to go back inside or something along those lines. But it's not something vital like your phone or your wallet. So that's another way to appease the, the great demigod of mild inconvenience. Like, I, I'm telling you, it's happened before. I can't find my car keys. I put down my food. I find my car keys. I leave my food. That's the sacrifice you must make to the demigod of mild inconvenience. All right, one more thing since we're going down the non-sports rabbit hole here before we get back to it. I, I think, and I'm always looking like these guys have made a million dollars coming up with an idea that, uh, you know, at the time, afterwards now it becomes part of everyday life. And we think, well, um, you know, it's uh, uh, how did we not think of that before? And then the guy who did it first winds up making a lot of money. This is a song that the, 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 the Holdenis family, you've seen them. They're on Twitter. They're funny. They do satirical songs. They do bits this is a song he writes some music let me see if i can and i'll see if i can give you part of it here because it's the catalyst for my my business idea let me see here here we go from the top You see, 
and she has a pile of pretty good boxes that is, oh, I don't know, 40 or 50 boxes. And I'm convinced we do that now. And I've been to your house. You do that. Yeah. And and I think that that would be a great business. We come to your house, and we'll pick up all your old Amazon boxes, and we'll recycle them for you. So you can have you can be publicly conscious, and uh, and you don't have to worry about it because you can't fit a lot of them in your bin, in the recycling bin. You certainly can't put them all in at once. And then if you want to fit them in, you got to cut them and get a you know a, a, one of those carpet cutting knives, and it's a pain in the ass. We'll just come get them. You just you know and um, we'll take your pretty good boxes. We'll take your pretty good boxes, and I don't know. We'll re- we'll recycle them or we'll reuse them. I don't know, but you don't have to worry about it anymore. So you can just put them in a pile, and we'll come once a week, and we'll pick up your pretty good box. Because that is absolutely the truth. Your mother says that to me all the time. We get rid of this box. No, I, I, it's a pretty good box. I could use it for something. But you never do. I mean, it's just it's yeah, a it great stay, video. Yeah, it just the, stays there. They stack up. Yeah, the video is just... Up your living room. They're funny. The guys, they're very funny, this couple. She was a former news anchor, I guess, and he's an entertainer. And then she's acting it out as he's singing it. She's getting the box from the front stoop, and she takes the stuff out, and then... You know, she tries to put it in the recycling bin. It's too big. And so right. then she does what we all do. She th- she dances with it, and then she throws it in the corner. And the corner has, you it's know. Stacked up like with all kinds 30, of 30, 30 boxes. boxes there. Yeah. I'm telling you, that, that's your business. That is a business. That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. I mean, all you need is a, you know, a, a hatchback or a car or a little truck. Or get yourself a little truck and throw them in the back. And I don't know what you want to do with them. We can recycle them or shred them or, or reuse them or something. But there's no there's people. Have, I mean, it's 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 gobbling up our kitchen right now. They're just stacked in a corner. Yeah. No, and, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our foyer was covered in them yeah. last night. Yeah. I'm and, telling you. And I broke, I broke a lot of them down, stacked them in one another. And, yeah, now there's no room in my recycling bin. So, is what it is. All right, let's take a break. We'll get our man Paulie B on the other side. Paul B and Cardi, he was at the uh, Georgia Tech game. We'll talk some college hoops with him. You're listening to the V Show on a Tuesday on ESPN 680 1057.